Talking with Topher is sponsored by SlowdownClothing.BigCartel.com, New Hampshire Vape Gallery, and NaturalBossNH.com. More on that later. Let's get in episode 138. What is happening, TWT fans? It is so good to be back on this, well, November 24th, 2022. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Yeah. What a crazy year it has been. Um, you know, I'm excited for Thanksgiving. Uh, but before I get into any of that, uh, let me start off the way I always do by saying thank you. Thank you to everybody out there for subscribing, for liking, for commenting. All of it helps uh, the podcast grow, and of course, I need your help to do that. So I appreciate all of you for doing that. Thank you so much. Um, if you are new to the podcast, like really new, just checking it out, maybe you stopped by a few times, hit that subscribe button, all right? It is the most important thing that you can do for me of course, go ahead, give a thumbs up, share, rate, review, and leave comments. All of that helps it go out into the algorithm and puts it in front of new eyeballs. So I need your help to do that. So go ahead and do all of those things. Of course, if you want to get more involved with the podcast, T-A-L-K-I-M with Topher at gmail.com. Uh, you want advice, you want to tell your story, maybe you want to be a guest, any of those things are great. Great reasons to send an email over to talkinwithtofer at gmail.com, the official email of the podcast, talkingwithtofer at gmail.com. And then again, I am on all the social medias, all of them. Yeah. Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. I'm on there. Go follow. I appreciate it always. Um, and just to let everybody know, I'm starting to upload um, episodes of, uh, this podcast. I don't know why I had to think of that. I'm up, I'm uploading talking with Topher episodes to rumble. All right. Uh, somebody told me to start doing it. It's going to take me a little while to get up to speed. I am going to put them on in chronological order, um, because of my OCD and anal retentiveness. So it's going to be a while before anything new drops on rumble at the same time that it's dropping on youtube it is going to come out later um, because i am going to be dropping the full episode the full video episodes onto rumble um but as of right now i got only one episode up there i needed to give it a test run see how it operated see how it looked it looks great it operates great um, and I just have to do the descriptions and everything else all over again. Um, so because of that reason, it's going to take me a little bit of time, but super exciting news. Um, this podcast will be, uh, streaming on rumble as well as YouTube. And of course that's both video and audio and the audio will always be uploaded one day prior or 
Meh, I don't know. I think I try to get it up, you know, 10 hours before the video uploads, but audio will still be coming out at the same time. Video for YouTube, same time. Rumble will be a little bit later um, just to give the YouTube channel um, the biggest chance uh, because that's where I put all the effort into. Uh, But I do want to get onto more platforms. So now with all that out of the way, let's talk about Thanksgiving, right? Um, you know, Thanksgiving was always a really tough time for me, uh, because of, uh, not drinking and being around, uh, lots of people who drank. And the funny thing about today is that because of COVID and, uh, you know, uh, the fact that unhealthy people were dying of this, uh, respiratory virus, um, well, there's not as many people around me that drink anymore. I will be honest with you. I I have to say at least 10% of the people that used to drink that I would be like, ah, you know, it's so tough to be around there and da-da-da-da-da, they don't even do it anymore. I think more people smoke pot today and gave up alcohol, which I'm going to applaud. I applaud that. Yeah, if it's not destroying your life, then it's I've, – I've always felt that it's okay. Um and I'm I'm pumped for this Thanksgiving. Um, I'm pumped that you know the podcast is doing what it's doing. I'm pumped that I am uh, moving on in my career. You know, I've actually I'm actually building a career now. Um, you know, it's not going to be with this podcast, I don't think, and that's okay. This was more of an outlet. This was more of a mental relief um, overall. And I think it's done really, really well in the two and a half years that I've been completely running it all by myself. Um, but it's not going to pay the bills. You know what I mean? So I think this is just going to be a mental health outlet coming into 2023. Um, there's going to be less sponsors, and that's okay. I'm okay with that. Uh, there's going to be there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a little bit of less before there's more. Um, so while I'm transitioning the podcast over into 2023 and trying to balance an actual career, uh, I'm just going to ask everybody to kind of hang on if you can, if you can't, I understand. Um, but it's going to be very interesting, uh, to balance all of this. And once I get it all figured out, it's going to be awesome because it will be normal day to day life again. But right now, Everything is kind of getting a lot of uh, jumbled. Um, I am right now. I'll be uh, take down that fourth wall for all of you. I am pre-recording, pre-recording this episode and every episode um, for December. Um, I, I'm putting in a lot of work in this November, so that when I move over to my new career, which I will talk about in a couple weeks, um, when I move over there. Uh, I can just focus on that all of December. Um, and then coming into 2023, we'll start recording new episodes again. Um, I also want to let you know that along with, uh, there's one more guest in December, right? Because I believe everybody now has seen the new uh, uh, guest for November. Um, and then... Uh, let me check myself before I wreck myself. Yes. Yes. 
Yeah, so one more guest in December, and then there is a very special podcast for the end of the year. Um, so it's going to be guest and then a special episode. So I'm very excited for all of this. It's a lot of work. I'm doing it all. I'm going to have everything ready. Everything should be uploading exactly the same. And if anything is going to change with the podcast, um, I will put it out on my social media or I will put it out in a short. So keep an eye on all of those. If you're following or if you've subscribed to the channel, you know when all of that uploads. Um, but I'm not... I'm not 100% sure what the schedule is going to be. I don't know. I'm going to try and keep it for Thursday morning, Wednesday night for audio, Thursday morning for video podcast, uh, but there might be some more changes. I think we've all seen a lot of changes in the podcast world recently. Tim Dillon no longer works with Ben. Uh, King and Sting is now Happy Hour, which I don't know about that one. I miss Ben on Tim Dillon's podcast, his laugh. But what I have to assume is is that he had a better opportunity. He has to move on, and he's married, and he has a family, and he's got to do things. So now Tim had to get a new producer, right? And that's how it goes. Theo Vaughn will not do King and Steam because it's too much. You know, I, I love Theo. He's a, he's a great person, but, man, it, it, I wish I had too much. I wish I had too much because... God, it's, I mean, I just, I love it, you know, and I understand he's on a different level and he's trying to get his tour and everything else. And he's out in, uh, uh, I always want to say it's Nashville and they're in Los Angeles or wherever the fuck they are, Calabasas. And I'm just like, you know what, dude? You, why did you have to kill King and Sting, right? I think I'm very upset about it. It hurts a lot. And it, Theo's podcast is not, quite what it used to be because now all he's doing is guess he's not even doing himself but what I'm getting to instead of just going down this hill of just being upset is that the, everything has to change right everything has to change change is inevitable and um, I'm just want to let all of you know before there is a drastic change to the podcast that there could be a drastic change to the podcast so I wanted to give all that information, let you all know exactly what I'm doing, what I'm working on. And of course, I will let you know exactly what's going on um, when the time is right. It's just not right right now. Um, but getting back to Thanksgiving and everything else, um, you know, with all these people now not drinking and moving to pot, well, now it's so much more enjoyable to hang out with everybody. <laughs> It really is. I don't feel I don't feel the same angst, you know. There's still people that drink, but it's not many. It's not as many in our families anymore. A lot of people have realized that drinking's not as good um and and pots a little bit more fun and where it's become legal. I I know uh, so many people that were like, I'm never doing pot. I'm not going to smoke. I'm not going to do that shit stupid, ruins everything. And then it's like, well, what if it was legal? And they're like, well, I might consider it then. And now all of those people are like, oh, this is way better than drinking. And it doesn't completely fuck up your life. And I'm like, yeah, been trying to say this for two decades. I mean, 
from the age of 16 till now, which tomorrow, November 25th, I will be 43. Yeah, so a lot going on, you know. I'm getting I'm getting up there, and it's kind of scary. It's kind of scary, but I've been saying this for three decades, man. Pot is not bad. It's great, but you got to be careful with it, and you got to be over 21. Uh, you know, I don't want. I, I I know I started when I was 14, 15, but should have been 21, 25, and um, I feel like a lot of those things, if I had waited till I was older, I wouldn't be dealing with the struggles that I'm dealing with now, but I also wouldn't be the person that I am now, and I wouldn't be where I am now. So there's all kinds of, ooh, what if, what if, but the what ifs are not important. What's important is, is that finally the rest of the world is catching up to what I've been yelling and screaming about for almost three decades. So I'm so excited for this Thanksgiving, um, you know, I'm going to miss Ma as always. Um, I'm going to miss Pepe. All the people that can't be there that are there in spirit. Maybe. Maybe they're just in my mind. Because I don't know about you. But like God. Like all this other. I don't know about spirits. I don't know about ghosts. And I think it's all fictitious. It's all in our head. It's whatever makes you feel comfortable with it, right? So if you believe in all those things, fantastic. If you don't, that's cool too. And if you're half and half, oh, there you go. We're not going to be the same. We're not all going to think the same. And we have to be okay with that, right? I think a difference of opinion is a very, very good thing. I think it makes us all stronger. And when we get together... And we butt heads. You have to be okay with somebody having a difference of opinion. And instead of the family member that is one way and you're the other way, instead of arguing, try just talking it out this year. You know, I know there's a bunch of subjects that we're not supposed to bring up. But isn't that silly? Isn't that keeping us in the spot that we're all in today by not communicating? by not understanding, and by not seeing somebody else's side, I think this holiday, instead of putting up those walls and being like, don't talk about this, don't talk about that, you know how your uncle gets. Let's talk about it. Let's bring up those subjects. Let's have an actual dialogue and see if we can come to a compromise. Instead of the fight, Maybe when things get heated, you don't yell and scream back. You're the one that keeps it cool and calm. And then you can be like, look, it's just a conversation. Just because I feel this way about this and you feel this way about this doesn't mean that you're not my uncle and I'm not your nephew or whatever it happens to be, whatever the relationship is. You know, your grandparents don't think the same way that the grandkids do. That's okay, too. All of these discussions and everything that I talk about on this podcast and everything that I've gone through in my life and everything that I hold on to dearly, one, it all has to change. Two, you have to be okay 
with somebody else not feeling the exact same way you do. So this Thanksgiving, instead of putting up those walls, let's take those walls down. Let's have these discussions, but let's keep them civilized. Somebody starts getting upset. All you have to do is be like, dude, you don't have to be upset. It's okay. It's okay. No, I'm not going to start thinking the way that you want me to think because that's crazy talk. But I don't want you to think the way that I want you to think either. I want you to be you. That's why we're opening this up. So, I don't know. Let's change the rules a little bit. You know? Maybe lay off the drinking while you're having these conversations. That way the conversations don't get heated as quickly. Because alcohol, it's a, it's a fucking son of a bitch. It creates anger where no anger was. Right? So, I don't know. Let's try that this Thanksgiving. I don't really have any old stories. I mean... You know, Thanksgiving was going to my aunt's and uh, Lynn um, playing out in the backyard, um, playing in the snow if we could. Most of the time, I was one of those kids that was dragging around, you know, a Sega Genesis or a Super Nintendo. And then, hey, can I go up? You know, they would they would have a guest room and it had a little small TV and we had the little fucking... It didn't have the red, white, and yellow hookup, so we'd have to figure out a you know a video thing and hook that up that way. And it's it's not the same today, you know, with all these streaming and your cell phone and everything else. Everybody's just kind of got it in their hand, so you could be on your phone now playing a video game, but still be in the room with everybody doing whatever they're doing. We would have to isolate ourselves. We'd have to bring the whole console upstairs. All the nephews and nieces would come upstairs and play the new video games. And, you know, if, uh, if it, when we got together for Christmas as well, you know, my, my cousin always had the newest of the new stuff. So whenever he showed up, he was the cool one with the new games, the new everything. You know, we were still playing last year's shit or the year before. Maybe we got a used new game. Um, Hey, whatever spectrum you're, whatever, whatever level you're on, never be ashamed of that. I was when I was a kid. For some reason, we are when we're kids. I don't know what it is about this. I don't know why we feel this way. But the one thing that I learned is that none of that fucking matters. None of it. It doesn't mean a thing. It's actually pretty crazy how little it means. Um, You know, so don't. Don't let these material things uh, drive you or make you feel insignificant because all of that is not true. Um, I'm not saying that I'm better than my cousin now, but we're just humans. He had his parents. I had mine. And we are where we are today. You know, um, I, I don't look at anybody in a jealous view Everybody's got kids, right? Me and my wife couldn't. I don't, I don't it, it's whatever is thrown at you. It's, it's not about um, what you have and where you are and if you're doing better than. I just hope everybody that I used to not like or I disliked or I hated or even the people that I love and I care for or I like. 
I just want them all to be doing well today. And I think that was like a giant breakthrough for me, uh, being able to realize that I don't hate people. I don't hate where they're at. Why was I comparing myself to them when as long as we're doing well, then isn't everything okay? And I know this sounds silly and I still love material things and I'm a material person. I understand that. But I try not to compare myself to anybody anymore. And this could be a recent thing since I got alcohol out of my life. Um, and recent, you know, I, I know it, six years is not that long. You know, when I hit 20 something years, I'll be like, oh, now I'm doing okay. You know, when I make it to that, that where it was, oh, I was drinking for 25 years and now I've been off of alcohol for 25 years. That's the day I'm looking forward to. Where am I going to be at that day? You know? I calculated it as, uh, so I started drinking when I was 11, and I stopped drinking six years ago, so that would be 36, and I probably was drinking regularly by the time I was 14 or 15, so if you go by the 14 or 15, you're looking at 21 years. So when I am 21 years separated, that's going to be an exciting time. Then I'm going to be like, okay, now I can kind of compare and contrast. Right now, everything's brand new and fresh. Um, but these are goals that I've set for myself. Um, these are long-term things. Like I said, when we're getting close to the end of the year, I don't make uh, New Year's resolutions. I make goals. I set goals, and I've already started setting my goals for 2023. Um, you know, vaping's out the door. Um, uh, it's getting close. I'm down to two mods, two tanks, and two juices. And I got four bottles of juice left. I got all my coils. I got everything I need. And then it's over. Vaping's out the door. I've been stocking up on pouches picking them out online. I'm going to do Rogue. I'm going to do Lucy. Uh, I've got the Juice Head one, so I'm going to have a wide variety, um, and then we'll see which ones I enjoy more. Um, but uh, I'm excited for that. It's going to be very tough. I feel like the closer I get to this new adventure that I'm getting into, um, this new career, the more I'm vaping, right? I'm stressed out because I'm recording multiple episodes a week, and then I'm going to be editing all of the episodes at the end of the month. So I've got a giant workload for the podcast, a giant workload for this new career, and a giant workload at the, at the New Hampshire Vape Gallery for the simple fact that we got somebody to train now. There's somebody that gets to come in, shadow, and so now i got to prepare myself for all of this. You know, so I am preparing myself for so much change in the next two weeks um, that I, 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 well, well, it's the 24th, so uh, actually a week. Yeah, a week from today, I will be starting my new position. So 
It's a lot. It's a lot. I have to say goodbye to listening to podcasts uh, uh, for hours. Um, but I also have to say goodbye to working by myself. You know? Uh, but I also got to say goodbye to my schedule. You know? But once I figure out my new schedule, that should all play. It should all work itself out. You know, I'll be able to fit, figure out when I can go back to jujitsu. And I know I've probably been repeating this week after week, um, a little bit here and there, maybe too much here and there. But this is the transition that I'm going through. This is what I'm dealing with. And these are all the things that used to push me back to drinking. And now it doesn't. I'll be honest, too. I love being honest. And I love pointing out the fact that I'm being honest because I've never been so honest with anybody, including myself, um, in my life, which is why I build this off of my honesty. But this is amazing. It's absolutely amazing that you can go through a giant change in your life and feel almost every emotion that exists all balled up into one. It's wild to be happy, excited, angry, upset, scared, nervous, and then grateful and and blessed like all of it, all of it at the at all at the same time, right? And I just I don't know where it ends or where it begins, you know, because it changes hour to hour, day to day, week to week. The closer I get, the closer I get. I'm just like, oh, oh, it's happening. It's really happening. I will have to say, I had to tell a couple customers this week. Um, and I had to let a couple of my reps know. And that made it really real. And I was like, oh, shit, this is real. This is happening. And because of all of this, I'm extremely thankful. So even if you can't have your conversations today, even if you still have to put up those walls around your uncles or grandparents, Look around that room. Look around that dinner table. Look around. And just remember, you, you're you at where you're at because of the work you've put in. Look at all the people around you. These people, I hope, I hope they love you. I hope you know that they love you. I know when I look around at the multiple houses that I have to go to during the holidays because my parents, uh, I, because my wife's parents are split, so we got multiple things to do. I look around every time, and all I see are people that have, well, I got my parents who try to always be on my side even when I was fucking up. I got all my relatives I got my sister, I got my nieces, my nephews. They're all amazing. They all show love. Most of them never met Chris, which I'm also thankful for. That will be a story that and they'll just be like, ah, 
I can't even believe you did this. Yeah, me neither. Um, so I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for a lot of my nieces and nephews, even on my wife's side, that will never know Chris. I'm also thankful for all of them. They didn't know me from a hole in a wall, right? I showed up with a backwards hat, sideways hat, baggy pants, looking like a fucking clown. And all of them accepted me. Um, and now today, they love me. Maybe not all of them, right? I'm sure there's a few of them on my wife's side that may not still today. And that's fine. I'll keep working it. But for the ma majority of it, her mom, her dad, her, 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 her siblings show nothing but support for, for me and her. And I just, I can't sit around at Thanksgiving with all these people and look around and be like, and just not be thankful for where I'm at, the people I get to enjoy my time with. And all the work I've put in. So this Thanksgiving, I have a ton to be thankful for. And I feel extremely blessed. Slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. That's slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. You're not sure how to spell it? It's right here at the bottom of the screen. Or you can click the link in the description below the video. I love this website. They have amazing products at great prices all for you, and if you use the code T-O-P-H-E-R before checkout, you're going to get 10% off your entire purchase. And what better deal can you find than that this year, right? With inflation and how everything's going, prices keep going up, but not slowdowns. They're still staying the same, and now they've given me the option to give you 10% off your entire purchase. So happy holidays. This is all year round, but it's the holidays. So you need to be getting those gifts, right? Thanksgiving's right around the corner. Christmas is right after that or whatever holiday you choose to celebrate. Maybe it's not Christmas. Maybe it's Hanukkah. You're still giving gifts, right? So go to slowdownclothing.bigcardell.com and get the gifts that keep on giving. Whether it's the gloves or the sweatpants or the sweatshirts or the hats or the jacket or maybe you want to get them towel and swim trunks because maybe they have an indoor pool and they can swim all year round. Or maybe they're living in a warm climate like California where they, basically it never gets cold, you know? So whatever your reason is for getting gifts this year, make Slow Down Clothing the place where you're getting the gifts for everybody this year, all right? And with T-O-P-H-E-R promo code, before you check out, you're going to get 10% off your purchase. So go to slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com today and get all your gifts out of the way and use promo code T-O-P-H-E-R before you check out for 10% more off that purchase. New Hampshire Vape Gallery is located at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, down the street from Home Depot and next to Smoke Rings, where we're open seven days a week from 1030 to 8 p.m. And feel free to give us a call, 603-814-4171. Are you tired of going to any vape shop out there, asking somebody behind the counter a question and not getting an answer? Well, look no further. New Hampshire Vape Gallery is here. We've got all the answers, and if we don't, 
We'll just let you know we don't. It's just that simple. We're going to be open and honest with you, and we're going to get you what you're looking for, not sell you what we think you need. All right? It's a different atmosphere in there. Um, We've got all the disposables and all the THCO, HHCs, all the Delta 8s, all the CBDs, all the flavors, all the menthols, rechargeable and non-rechargeable disposables. We've got them in stock. And, of course, if you're looking for the newest of the new of any pod device and or box mod kits, we've got it. We've got it all in stock today for all of you. And, of course, don't forget, it's the holidays. Yes, Thanksgiving's coming up. Get your holiday list done and go get what they're looking for today at New Hampshire Vape Gallery, located at 180 Lafayette Road, Seabrook, New Hampshire, down the street from Home Depot and next to Smoke Rings, where we're open seven days a week from 1030 to 8 p.m. And feel free to give us a call, 603-814-4171. And as always, I look forward to seeing you there. NaturalBossNH.com. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H.com. Are you looking for more things to get people? You want some stocking stuffers? You're going to get them right here. These, All these products make great stocking stuffers for this year's holidays. That's right. Whether it's the body balm, the lip balm, the salve, or the beard oil. All of these products, including the foot and body soak, are absolutely amazing. Some of the best products I've ever used. They're a small business, which makes great products. It's woman-owned, woman-run, amazing. I stand behind NaturalBossNH.com because they have great products, great prices, and now You can get them for the people that you love. Stick them in those stockings. Wrap them up and pass them around with the dreidel. Whatever you're doing this holiday season, get Natural Boss products, okay? I love them. I live by them, and you should too. So go to naturalbossnh.com and buy one or all five of these products today. What is going on with Kanye, huh? Brendan Schaub thinks that he wanted to get out of his contracts, and this was the way to get out of the contracts for sure, because I guess he's tried multiple times to get out of the contract, and now he just went too far and has completely hung himself. I mean, to not be a billionaire, whatever, dude. He's still a millionaire. He does. He's not hurting, um, but. You know, I watched, I listened and watched the uh, interview with Lex Freeman. Um, Absolutely amazing Um, because Lex is a Jew, right? Is that okay to say? I don't fucking know. But, man, when he got heated and he had some things to rebuttal to Kanye, it was very good. I agreed with him, though. Uh, Kanye should not have, um, and I know he apologized. We all feel like it was a weak apology, but he had a point on that podcast. What apology are you looking for? How should I have apologized? I, I apologized. I felt like my apology was sufficient and that's okay too. Um, we can't, I mean, 
if someone fucks up and they realize that they fucked up, then they should be able to apologize the way that they feel that they sh- should be able to apologize. So when somebody fucks up, not only do they fuck up and everybody throws them down a well and tries to, like, bury them, but you're also going to say that the apology was no good and you should have apologized how? Personally, I think he should have just kept his mouth shut. That would have been a lot easier. Or he should have pointed out the people that he wanted um, to be shouted out, right? Uh, I, I think I think that if he had a problem with certain people, then say the certain people that you had the problem with and not add them into this group. And he said that it was not supposed to be DEFCON 3, which is war on Jewish people, which is absolutely insane. But it was like, DEF. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, but you didn't say it that way. So for that, I'm like, I don't know about that. But if this was just to get out of your contracts, holy crap. Is that not the biggest stretch ever? Like, what do we, what? You literally blew up your entire world. How did you think this was going to go? And then you got, um, and then you got Kyle Irving. Is that his name? I don't know. Where's my mouse? Oh, Kyrie Irving. Who does it? Who does the same thing? Anti-Semitism. What is wrong with you guys? Now he's suspended for like five games. He didn't get it nearly as bad as as Kanye by by being dropped by everybody. Um, but still, what's happening? Why are you doing this? What is the reasoning for it? Like, what are you trying to... If you were just trying to get out of your contracts, uh, wasn't there a better way to do it than this? You know? I guess he was... I guess the White Lives Matter was one of the ways that he was doing it. The red MAGA hat. He was basically just trying to get out of his contracts so he could own his own and be on his own. Well... Congratulations, man. Not only have you uh, boycotted yourself from everybody, but you got what you wanted, right? And I mean, I don't know why Kyrie Irving is following suit, and I don't know how many more people are going to follow suit. But like everything, I'm so confused of why we want to continuously have hate. Racism, uh, isolate, right? You have to be in a box. You have to be in this group. You have to be on this side or that side. Or you, why does it have to be this way? You know, what the fuck does it matter? Do you care that I don't believe in God? Does that keep you up at night? Do you care? That I vote red more than blue because half of the time, uh, I don't even know why anymore. You know, does it really 
matter to you whether or not I go to AA meetings or if I come on a podcast and just talk about my feelings instead. What does it matter? I'm an independent voter. I am not for racism. I am not for holding people back. Be what you want to be, but don't expect me to agree with everything that you're doing. And it's kind of what I talked about two weeks ago with this inclusivity. It's so one-sided. And instead of being able to have these conversations like I was talking about with your family, with everybody, nobody should be made, nobody should be made to feel that their opinion's wrong or the way they vote's wrong or the way they think's wrong. Everybody's different from the way we all digest food, all of our gene pools, to the color of our skin, to the way we listen to music, to what music we listen to, to what podcasts we listen to, to what car we like, what house we enjoy more, how we like our landscape. I mean, you can go through every single inch of everything that we do on a regular basis. And it's all a personal experience. Right? I say it all the time with vaping. People want to know, how much juice am I going to consume? Which I think is like the stupidest question you can ever ask. But, it's personal. Whether or not your device is going to make it six months to a year, it's personal. Whether or not uh, you enjoy this juice over this juice. Personal. When you go see your doctors and they prescribe you medication, it's all personal. So, why is it if on a wide, wide scale, it is basically everything on the planet is a personal experience nobody is going to experience it the way that you're experiencing it but when it comes to voting and racism and this and all the rest of it there's these groups and you have to be included in the group but it's all personal even the racism it's all personal I think there's going to be racism on this planet forever. You're never going to be able to get rid of it. It's never going to go away. Inclusivity is never going to work because you're just pushing an agenda onto the people that you think are wrong. So it's never going to work. Because when you tell somebody they're wrong and they need to be doing it this way, they push back harder. I know I do. So why... Is it that nobody can come to, or how should I, let me rephrase that. How come I feel that nobody um, will think this way? Nobody feels this way, right? Why is it that you can't be understanding of how somebody else is feeling and or thinking and just be like, hey, 
I think this is a better way to think. Just drop the seed. Sometimes that's all that's needed. Sometimes you can drop a seed without them even knowing you're dropping a little seed. And I think that has better results than getting mad or telling somebody they have to do it this way or they can't do that. That's aggressive. Nobody likes that, especially here in America. We're supposed to be free. We're supposed to be free to say what we want. We're supposed to be free to do what we want. And, hell, that's okay. If I feel like you're doing something wrong, well, just like I do for my job, I go, hey, why are we not doing it this way? This is the way that it works. So why do you keep doing it this way? It doesn't work this way. Why don't you try to do it this way, and maybe then you'll see that it works better than the way that you're doing it. That's it. And then, if they don't do it, and it's still not working, you're fired. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm going to keep working with those people until they get it right, you know? But that's different. I'm talking about a job where it's only one motion. It's only one thing. So if you're not doing it this way, it's not efficient. That's not the way the world works, right? Just like the gender pronouns and all this other shit that I feel is ruining the world, not helping it. Um, you, that's more simplified. If you don't do it this way, it don't work. Therefore, you're not going to get it done in the reasonable amount of time. The world doesn't work that way, you know? Jane, Bob, Theodore, Chris, anybody. You, you throw all the names around. Every single one of those people have different thoughts, different feelings, and different experiences on their day-to-day basis. So for anybody to be putting anybody in a box today and doing that is crazy. Do I agree with what Kanye West said? No, no, I don't. I think it's so wrong. I thought we were so past this bullshit. But hey, if you were trying to get out of the contracts, you did a great job. It says nobody wants you now. So you are free to do whatever the fuck you want, dude. So congratulations to you on uh, doing that. But holy crap, right? What a crazy thing to do. I mean, that is just wild. So, I don't know. Um, I just want everybody to uh, just try and be more understanding toward each other. And another thing, real quick, before we get into Topher's topics. Everybody, drive safe out there. They are adding more and more cameras to the highway. They have caught 31 people with these fucking drones and cameras on the highway. And just like I thought... They're giving everybody a ticket. They caught one person doing 111. His name made it into the paper. And then you read the article, and it was a plane that caught him, gave him the ticket. He got a reckless conduct. That's a loss of license. 
So, they do not have to catch you. All right? They do not have to catch you anymore. They got planes, and they are putting up hundreds, if not thousands of cameras right now on every highway. This was on 93 in Salem that he was caught doing 111. It was also the same stretch that they caught 31 people speeding. So if that's besides you almost either killing yourself or killing someone else, and I'm going to talk about it next month, but I also had to realize that I was going too fast. And um, now, cruise control. At night, 72 and a 65. During the day, 79 and a 65. Still speeding, I know, but not reckless conduct speeding. You know, a couple hundred dollars speeding. And with everybody else going way over that, um, hopefully I'm looked at a little bit less. You know what I mean? But 65 still is too fucking slow. It's just so slow. I mean, seriously. The cars are not made. I mean, if you're going to make these stupid speed limits, then make the cars go 65, right? Don't uh, don't don't give me a don't sell me a car that does 120 and then go speed limit 65. Well, no, I want I want to go 120. You know, my my I think my infinity can go up to 140 miles an hour. I mean, it starts shaking at like 120. Actually, I have to say it doesn't shake at 120. It feels very floaty, very floaty. Um, so almost very unsafe, like the slightest gust of wind would just throw you off the highway. But I wanted, I, I've been noticing this. I read an article yesterday and I was like, holy shit. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. So cameras, airplanes, they are all capturing our speed. You are going to get a ticket. You can still get reckless conduct. You can still lose your license. They do not have to pull you over. And this is the world we are going to be uh, dealing with from here on out. Um, so they're doing it in record speed with record numbers, and they're using less manpower. All right, so slow down. Put on your fucking cruise control. Stop getting angry behind the wheel, and maybe not only will you save someone else's life, but yourselves, you can also save your life, and hopefully you don't lose your license because, remember, that is not a right. It is a privilege in the United States to be driving. So just keep that in mind. And now let's get into Topher's Topics. With the holidays coming up, you know how I feel about all of this. Hey, look at this. I found this article. <laughs> I mean, if you didn't know this already, I mean, it was obvious, right? When they, when they left... Uh, liquor stores open, closed all AA meetings, and 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 basically told everybody with an addiction problem to stay home and deal with your own addiction, and you can't do anything else, which is why I started this podcast. Like, we didn't know this was going to happen. Alcohol death toll is growing, U.S. government reports say. You don't say. 
I mean, if you're shocked by this, I'm shocked that you're shocked because this makes complete sense to me. I've been saying this since the day I started this podcast. I'm like, without these AA meetings, how many people are going to relapse, wind up dead because of you? Because you have to remember, as an addict, we want to go right back to where we were. And as we are right now, off of our addiction, that will kill you. That can kill you and or will kill you. Right? If I was to start drinking again, it would not be a beer. I'd go from a beer to a bottle of whiskey, and that bottle of whiskey would stop my heart or stop my liver, and I would die because I haven't had it in six years, so the body won't know what to do with it, but the brain goes, hey, we're right back where we left off. That can and will kill you if you're not careful. That goes for any drug, heroin, coke, all of it. I mean, I wouldn't do any of those drugs today um, for the simple fact that, one, you don't know what has fentanyl in it anymore. Personally, I think all of those drugs are off limits now. I I, I would not fuck with a single one of them. Um, Pills, all of it. Even even Adderall, Wellbutrin, you've got to be careful. Unless it's coming from your pharmacy, please. Be careful. Don't touch this shit anymore. It is not, uh, I just want to try Coke once anymore. Um, I'm waiting to actually see uh, what happened to uh, the younger brother, something Carter. Um, I think that's his name. He just died at the age of 34. And I'm waiting to see if it was, I'll be honest with you, right now, um, I'm feeling like uh, the COVID vaccine is killing all these uh, young people. And I I don't care who disagrees with me. Um, I think these things are horrible. Um, I've said it in the past. I've had both Moderna shots, and I never got anything else past that, and I will never get anything else past that because I feel like this is a giant experiment that I dipped my toe into, and I don't want to be involved in anymore. And I do believe this mitocarditis or the heart problems, whatever is happening, um, is real. And this is, this is all vaccine-related. Now, on the other hand, maybe um, he tried cocaine or something else, and it wasn't because it was laced with fentanyl, and he died from that. So I'm going with those two. We'll see if I'm right. Um, but I don't want to be. I don't want to be right. I don't want this vaccine experiment that they have going on to be the reason why he died. And I don't want fentanyl to be the reason that he died. But unfortunately, in today's world... We have to consider this. We have to know that this vaccine is hurting young individuals more than it's helping. Um, And we also have to understand that people are still trying cocaine. They're still trying heroin. They're still trying pills and MDMA and all of those drugs. And every single one of those could be laced with enough fentanyl for it to be your first time and last time all at the same time. So with that, it's all very scary. But this this alcohol thing, yeah, no shit, assholes. Maybe you shouldn't have made alcohol so readily available, even though I understand you did that because you knew people were going to die if they didn't have their alcohol. So you had to make them essential. But you should have also had the meetings be essential. You should have kept people's sobriety in thought as well 
So I kind of wanted to hear what this had to say. Of course, I got a couple other ones, and they're going to get a little bit lighter and lighter towards the end. But with the holidays, with everything going on, I want, if you are still struggling with what's going on, you're still having a hard time, I want you to understand you're not the only one. I've been there. I know hundreds of people that have been there. Um, And you can make it through this. And just remember, if you... The chances of you slipping and going back to where you were are always there, even for me today. But you have to be careful because if you go in too fast, you 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 won't make it back, right? And that's what that's what my fear is. Uh, my fear is my fear is getting back into it and then killing myself because my brain goes, "Oh, we're back! Awesome." The number of alcohol-related deaths jumped more than 25% during the first year of the COVID-19 pandemic. Here to answer your questions is Dr. Ali Raja, the Executive Vice Chair for Emergency Medicine at Mass General. Dr. Raja, thanks as always for being with us. Thanks, Eric. All right, so let's take a look at the numbers published in the Journal of the American Medical Association, Dr. Raja. Every year, from 1999 to 2017, the average increase in alcohol-related deaths was around 2%, 2.2% exactly. But look at this, from 2019 to 2020, it spiked 25.5%. Why are some experts blaming the pandemic for that, Dr. Raja? Oh, man, it's really unfortunate. So here's the thing. As we all know, it's been a really stressful couple of years, right? And while a lot of people have a bunch of different coping mechanisms for stress, alcohol is pretty common. And unlike a lot of other things, travel, socializing, alcohol didn't go away during the pandemic. So sadly, we saw the same thing with opioid overdose deaths, and both of these are just really tragic. So I always tell my patients or anybody watching, if you know somebody who needs help, please freeze out to the the state's Massachusetts Substance Abuse Helpline, and they can help you find the help that you need. And my understanding, we didn't talk about this before, is that women may be at an even increased risk, and that's because of liver disease. It causes about a third of alcohol-related deaths. The other big contributors, alcohol overdose, drunk driving, crashes. Any of those situations could send a patient to the ER. So have you seen this? And, And are women more at risk? Erica, you're right. The data do show that women are more at risk. They also showed that people in their 30s and 40s were more at risk, which goes along with the fact that All of those other things that we used to be able to do during the pandemic just went away. But I've got to tell you, you know, we also saw a lot of really delayed care during the pandemic, which is something that we were worried about. Now that we've got clinics back open and telehealth is back open, there's no reason why all of us can't catch up on all of those missed doctor's appointments that we didn't do during the pandemic. All right, Dr. Raj, let's hold on. I want to jump on that real quick because there are still people out there that can't get doctor's appointments as quickly or they're so backlogged that it's months before they can see you and it's like yeah we know that the clinics are back open and the aa meetings are back open and everything's back open right well great but are we ever going to mention the fact that it should have never been closed we should have never closed businesses. We should have never closed schools. We should never have mandated vaccines. We should have never mandated masks. We should have never mandated a distance. No, there's no, there's no distance, right? But all of these things happened. All of these people died because of these regulations that the CDC and the FDA and uh, Fauci thought were so important and were going to save lives because one life loss was too many. 
Mm. We're not saying that, though, right? But the doctor thing is very frustrating because they are so backlogged that it is still a long wait to even get in to see your doctor for regular care. So as much as I do agree with him, I still it still angers me that we're not being like, this will never happen again, right? I want to hear that. I want to hear this is never going to happen again. No more mandates. No more lockdowns. None of it worked. No more distancing. This is life. Here we go. And we're never going to do this ever again. It would be really nice to hear that. Let's get to a couple of your questions while we have you. The first one comes from Asher. And Asher writes, why is the new variant called Stealth Omicron? That's such a great question, Asher. It got, this, it got its nickname really early on. Um, back then, Delta was the dominant strain, right? And so BA2, this new Omicron, it actually looked more like Delta than BA1, the original Omicron. So you couldn't tell it apart from Delta on a PCR. And so it picked up this nickname Stealth because you couldn't really tell it apart. Now that Delta's really gone down and we're seeing mostly Omicron, we can tell the difference between BA1, which was the original Omicron, and BA2 since Delta's gone. So it's not really stealth. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Uh, so here's another one from a viewer this time from Nell who has two questions about anti-COVID pills specifically. And they ask, do they work with Omicron and where can I buy them? Got it. Good question. Now, I think this is on a lot of people's minds. So there's some monoclonal antibodies that work for Delta that don't work for Omicron, but the pills, those two antiviral drugs, Paxlovid and Molnupiravir, yep, they're Paxlovid. effective against Omicron. Yep. Um, in order to get them, though, you need a prescription for now. But what's interesting is in President Biden's State of the Union address, you might have heard about that test to treat program that he's going to set up. And that will allow you to get a COVID test and a pill if that test is positive, all in the same pharmacy visit. So you might not need a prescription for long. Well, we hope that uh, BA2 huh. is just a short bump in the road mm -hmm. on our, our downward trend here in Massachusetts. All right, Dr. Raja, thanks so much for your time as always. Look, if you have comorbidities, you've got major issues, or you're of a certain age bracket, I agree 100% with a lot of this stuff. Uh, but you need to do it by talking to your doctor, not by Googling not by assumption, go and speak with your doctor. That is the, I think that's the most important message that can be relayed to people today. Um, but, you know, get a sponsor, go to a meeting, do whatever you have to do so that you don't fall back onto the wagon or you don't kill yourself. Is it, I just... You know, and he said that people are dying from opiates and stuff. And it's like, yeah, they are. But it's mostly fentanyl-related opiates, right? I don't, I don't see a lot of deaths anymore from just a heroin overdose or just an, uh, an opiate overdose or just a, you know, any type of uh, overdose. It seems to be all related to fentanyl today. And it's just it's so sad and scary. So... My PSA, don't try it for the first time because it could be your last time. But I think we all need to just kind of move on from all of this and kind of put it behind us. COVID is here. It's not going anywhere. 
And because of that, we just have to learn to live with it. I have customers that come in the store and they cough and all this stuff. And they're like, I'm so sorry. And it's like, we don't have to apologize for coughing. Okay. It's the way it goes. Um, In New England, I have all year allergies. My nose is always running. I'm always coughing. I'm always hacking phlegm and doing all this stuff. It has nothing to do with being sick. Sometimes it's just allergies, but I don't have to be afraid because I have to sneeze, right? That's silly. So I'm hoping with more and more of this uh, knowledge coming out, more understanding of the vaccines, more understanding of uh, the COVID virus uh, being more like a flu today than it was, I think we can all finally agree that it's just time. It's time to move on and get back to life. Now, my next one, this is so dope. Um, I think this is so neat. I went to Niagara Falls many, many years ago, um, and I went to the Canada, no, the New York side, right? Was I on the New York side or did my parents take me to Canada? I might've been taken to Canada because I was young enough where I could get in. I didn't have a DUI then. I can't get in anymore, but look at these beautiful pictures. There is a huge tunnel has opened below Niagara Falls. Now, I guess this tunnel has always been there. Um, It's been there for a century or two. And it's just being reopened to the public. And I'm not sure why it was closed to the public. Um, But I do vaguely remember seeing this off into the distance, especially when you went onto the boat and you went out and you could, like, get close to the falls. Um, Why we like to do this to ourselves, I'm not sure because even, like, the slightest thing goes wrong and you can capsize a boat and then, you know, but we love to be in these almost dangerous situations that we have told ourselves that we've made not dangerous, but you're, you're on a boat, you're going towards the waterfalls. And if something goes wrong, it's not going to be a good time, but it was a beautiful time out on the boat. You're getting sprayed with water. And I remember seeing this, uh, off into the distance and but we couldn't get to it. We could walk the stairs. There was the upper tunnels, the le- the upper levels. Walk through the cabin, um, stuff like that. Go up top um, and see where they would take barrels off and stuff. But this tunnel is now being open for the public. And you know, obviously, it's a giant power station. All this water running generates power. Um, so there's the power station inside of it. And then this is a picture of the tunnel um, leading towards that outside picture that you just saw. And um, so here, that, there we go. That's what I was just talking about. So this is the first picture, these, this rail. This is the first picture that you saw. And this is somebody in the tunnel coming out to that platform to look out into the, uh, the falls. And oh, so beautiful, isn't it? Um, they do say that like, uh, as years go on, the falls slowly chop down, uh, the height of the falls. So I think the height of the falls has actually decreased over the years, but I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. 
This is a very old picture of one of the first, uh, uh, um, um, the new power generation. The station used the power of Niagara River to run giant generators that electrified regional industry and contributed to the nearby Great Lakes port of Buffalo, becoming known as the City of Light. Um, Really, really cool. Uh, This right here is blasting through. The tunnel that carried the water was hewn, H-E-W-N, hewn, out of solid rock over four years by thousands of workers using pickaxes, shovels, and dynamite in Niagara Parks. So this tunnel, they didn't even have machinery to do this. You know, I think it's just so amazing. I mean, this is them building uh, the inside station right here. You got uh, the plant was built at a time when um, anesthetics ruled. I don't even know what that word is. It's rustic limestone exterior and blue roof tiles were an attempt by New York archaeist. Allegan S. Bell to make the structure blend in with the falls. Very cool. So there's always a reason why they do anything. And then here we go. People being able to go into the tunnel. Built to last. The tunnel was so well built, it only needed maintenance twice during its operational lifetime. Tours of the tunnel are included as part of an entry into the power station. So, I mean, just beautiful. And then, oh, look at this above. Um, An aerial view shows Niagara's Horseshoe Falls and the Niagara Park Power Station along its side. So, I mean, it is just a beautiful, beautiful scene there. And then uh, we're back to the beginning. You know, and I'll read the caption. Below the cascade, a new attraction has opened at Niagara Falls, allowing visitors to explore the tunnel created by an electricity-generating company to harness hydropower from the landmark's fast-flowing waters. So, very, very cool. Um, I didn't even know this tunnel existed. I just thought it was really neat. I love the pictures. And like I said, I like to bring a little bit of enjoyment to all of the darkness and reality that I try to also bring to the podcast. Um, For my last one here is my favorite uh, Twitter follow, um, um, uh, V-A-L-A-A-F-S-H-A-R. I love this guy. I think his shit is so cool. I cannot play the sound because, well, there's music. Um, but I can play the video and kind of talk through it. I'll read the captions, but for the most part, I just like to let the video play. Um, so here we go. This is a house in a box. So you could unbox your home, your next home. Basically a tiny house in a box. I mean, you got you got everything. Look at this. this is it being assembled and built and folded up in the in the in the factory, and and then this is it being built on site. It comes with a full kitchen, bathroom, and a living space. I mean, it's beautiful. The company is also developing other floor plans. Look at that. The feature individual stackable rooms. <laughs> the fully furnished. 
casita costs fifty thousand dollars and can be set up in just one day. I mean, that's incredible. How long does it take them into the now, right? I mean, it is just so cool. The things, one, that this guy tweets out, and two, um, where our technology is today. It's absolutely mind-blowing, the stuff that we have, um, how far we've come, and I don't know. Maybe that's where it's at, you know, because if you think about it, I'd almost rather have a house that I can move around because once the house is paid off, I don't have to pay any more taxes, right? Like, let's be realistic. I don't own my home. Even when my home is completely and absolutely paid off, if I don't pay my state property taxes, they can still take my house. So even though hypothetically, I've paid off my house, I still have to pay my property taxes in order to keep my house because I don't own the land. I don't own this piece of property. State, the state of New Hampshire does, right? The city of Manchester does. It, so at the end of the day, even if I paid off my house, I got to keep paying my property taxes in order to keep my house, right? So maybe this will allow, I mean, that is a basically a house. You're, you're buying a lot of land and you're putting it down. You're still going to have to pay the property taxes, but, you know, you pay off a $50,000 house pretty quick. And $50,000 house is, like, unheard of, you know? Even these tiny houses that are, like, you know, 20, 60, whatever they are, um, might be the better deal because then you could just be like, oh, I'll just roll up here, and they said I could plant my house here for a week or two and then I could roll somewhere else these are more uh, stationary but still to be able to get a house at that value it's almost unheard of today it's almost unheard of I mean the house market is a shit show it's gone up it's gone down it's going up it's the, the, the interest rates are insane um so and it's almost impossible today to buy and own your own home. I mean, I know people right now that are paying as much for a fucking two-bedroom apartment as I pay for my entire house a month. It's crazy. So I think with the way the world is going today, the way things are happening with the interest rates growing up, the market turning into a renter's market, um, because if you don't see that it's turning into a rent, renter's market, well, <laughs> open up your eyes and keep reading because it's turning into a renter's market. The people that own their homes today, I mean, we're all basically stuck where we are because you can't move out of this house into a house equivalent to and not be paying double what I'm paying right now, never mind 7%. I mean, I think it dropped down to 6 but What? 6% off of a freaking mortgage? Are you kidding me? I mean, you you basically took a $1,500 mortgage and you've now made it a $3,000 mortgage a month. That's what you did. You doubled it. Easily doubled it. And I know, I'm just throwing around numbers and it's not exact, but take a look. Um, I really do believe that this could be the new thing, the new way to go. You know, at least you would own this. 
And even though I would never own the property and I'd still have to be paying property taxes, to be able to say I own my house is still a giant, giant leap forward. So I thought this was so cool. I love seeing Niagara Falls. I love seeing the tunnel and the history. Um, I just think these things are amazing. I am hopeful for our future, but I also do have my fears and worries. So just like everybody else, but this Thanksgiving, all right, remember everybody around you cares about you. Um, so go give everybody a hug. Let them know you care. Be more open to the difference of opinions people have. And just be thankful for where you're at today. Because I'm very thankful and blessed for where I'm at today. And I'm thankful for all of you out there for watching, listening, and subscribing to this. Um, it's been a great, great year. Uh, there's more to come, like I said. But that's the podcast today. That's the podcast today. Uh, so, as always, I thank all of you out there. Uh, for subscribing, watching, listening, all of it. Um, if you're new to the podcast, remember to subscribe. It's very important. It helps the podcast grow. It keeps me coming back week after week. Of course, share, rate, review, give a thumbs up for the video, and comment. All of that helps push it into the algorithm and puts it in front of new eyeballs and helps it grow. So please be doing all of that. If you want to get more involved with the podcast, T-A-L-K-I-M with Topher at gmail.com. Uh, send your email, whether you want to be a guest, whether you want to get advice, or maybe you just have a story that, story that needs to get out there. All right, send that email over to T-A-L-K-I-M with Topher at gmail.com. And, of course, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. Again, that's Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, and Facebook. Go give a follow. I appreciate that as well. And with that all being said, uh, I hope everybody out there has an amazing Thanksgiving. I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. And as always... I will talk to you later.